The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to the Source of Truth podcast. And thank you again for giving us the opportunity to be part of your day. We hope you're doing well as you start off another week. And we greatly appreciate that. One thing I want to let you know, many of you know, as I announced in church, that I am on vacation. I started vacation Saturday. Uh, two days ago, Sunday was my first Sunday off. I really am um, sure, Brother White, it was encouragement yesterday. I say that with the fact that I recorded this probably a week and a half ago. So I have been re- working ahead for the last few weeks to make sure that in the two weeks that I'm out, these devotionals will still go. So Lord willing, um, I'm, pl- I'm currently in the process, obviously, of recording these. So Lord willing, uh, by the end of this week, I will have all of them recorded and so that there won't be any gap. And so we'll end up finishing Ephesians and even maybe even moving into another book before I get done. I have 10 episodes to record. And uh, so hopefully this will be a help. But um, uh, we are going to try. I say this to let you know that we are going to try to have these um, throughout the two next couple of weeks. While we're on vacation, we had this done. So we hope it's an encouragement while we're taking time to rest. Ephesians, we're in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, and we've been talking about relationships and family and uh, basing or entitling the book Ephesians off the idea of identity. And today we're going to work our way through or begin the process in more detail the working our way through um, the armor that Jesus puts out. Now, let me explain. I think that I was reading an article. It's an article from a news broadcast referencing... Uh, Frankly, it was referencing some of the dangers of the extreme evangelical right in the political realm. Now, they wrote down what these extreme evangelicals believe, and I would state that um, I would agree that those aren't our beliefs, if, if that's what this group actually believes, based upon this news article. Um, but one of the things they stated was that some people believe that Ephesians and the armor that we're to put on is literal, it's figurative, some think it's fake. Can can I tell you what? It is real, but it's not necessarily physical armor to put on today to go to physical war. This is not physical warfare. The, and when it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, we're not wrestling against the government. We're not wrestling against each other. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our battle is against Satan. And I know they're going to, you know, people would say Satan's and um, his, his army is, and, and you can go, and you can go into a lot of extremes. Please understand, that is not what Paul meant when he put this down here. This was not a call to arms against the government or anything of that nature. This is a personal battle that you will fight against Satan and his army. We said that. The principalities of powers, the rulers of darkness, this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. While a lot of humans, including ourselves, sometimes can be used of Satan, the battle is with Satan. So that is the key to recognize. We're not taking up arms. So while this is not physical, there's no physical arm, there's no weapon um, to take up, it is real in the spiritual realm. It is a true spiritual. I hope that makes sense. I'm trying not to be too confusing here. hope that makes sense. Let's go ahead and you'll see it as it opens up. It's not, it's not too complicated. Um, he says in verse 13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand on the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Verse 14, Stand therefore... 
having your loins girt about with truth. Now, the loins is just basically the idea of a, of a sash. Uh, today, it'd be a holster for a weapon or it'd be um, when they would carry their, um, they carried a lot of things in Roman days. They would carry their sword in there. They'd carry other protections. And it was basically um, a belt that they'd put around and that's where they would keep anything they needed. Again, these aren't real. These aren't real. They're using a figurative, a real term from Roman warfare to look at it today. The simple point what we want, he want us to, wants us to see here is that one of the very first things that we need to put on is the, is the aspect of truth, honesty. And uh, now here's the battle. Here's the battle we fight today. That too many people believe truth is subjective. Truth is what you want it to be. You have a different truth than I do and things of that nature. By the way, that is in itself a lie. Let me clarify that, okay? If you believe that your truth is subjective to you, that in in itself is a lie. Whoever told you that is a liar. And the Bible says Satan is the liar and the father of it. So it is a lie from Satan that you somehow can have your own truth. You can have your own science. You can have your own religion. You can have your own Bible. So that's not true. So let's take a minute as we have a few minutes left here today. And let's take a few minutes and walk through some thoughts about truth. The first thing I think we need to do is look at the source of truth. Um, a gentleman in our church made a great point to me that we have to stop looking at what is truth and we need to look at who is truth. You see in John 14, 6, the Bible says, this is Jesus speaking. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. But in the middle, he says the truth, the singular, the only truth. So what we see is truth is not a what, because here's the problem. If truth is a what, then I can make it whatever I want it to be, then becomes objective. Truth is a who? Truth. The truth is God. The truth is Jesus. When I recognize that's the truth and to learn what is truth, if you can use that phrase, what I do is I learn that Jesus is the truth and what he teaches is what I'm to follow. And what is that? The Bible. The Bible ultimately is sort of Jesus is a source of truth. The word that is inspired and given to us by him is the truth that we need to hold on to. And that is what we're looking at. So the truth is not found in science today. And by the way, I'm not trying to be critical or not trying to claim I know science, but any science, and I hope you understand this, and this is not a conspiracy theory, but this is a fact. Any science that contradicts the word of God is not science. To say that life in the womb is not life, is not, is not science, all right? And you, we can go into a lot of detail, I'm not going to. These are not political comments, these are truthful comments, all right? Uh, the fact is that science should, be, science should be founded on the Bible. You should not say, well, I don't believe the Bible, I believe science. You can't separate the two. If you believe science, truly science, you're gonna go back to the Bible and find its truth. But unfortunately today, people, too many people are using their view of what they want to change and go away, back to evolution, things of that nature, kind of taking God out of this. So Jesus and God is a source of truth. The word of God is what he's given us. Now let's talk, number two, about the power of truth. We know that Jesus is the truth in the Bible he's given us, and that's the source. And you can debate it, you can argue it, you, you can do it all you want. It doesn't make you right. That's all I'm going to say. It doesn't make you right. We know the Bible's the truth. The Bible is the only book throughout the history of mankind that has been tried to be destroyed and gotten rid of for generations and still by many countries today and still the bestseller, still the most followed book. Yes, there's people who twist the Bible to say things that aren't true and people who use it to, to equip their crazy points of view, and they are wrong. So don't, but don't listen to the people who are wrong and deny the Bible based upon people who take it out of context. If you go back to the Word of God, you don't find a God who's angry and vicious and trying to hurt people. You find a loving God who sent His Son to the cross to die for people 
to offer them a salvation they cannot deserve. That's the God of the Bible, a God of grace, a God of mercy, long-suffering, things of that nature. So let's move on back to the, um, the power of truth. You ever, you ever notice that when you decide to lie to somebody, we've all done it, you decide to lie to somebody, here's the problem. Tomorrow, they're going to ask you a question. You have to remember to lie and create another one, and you have to do that. And I'm telling you what, it gets tiring. It gets tiring to try to continue to remember your lies and to uh, continue to add to it. You create an entire scenario. And the problem is you go to someone else, you may tell a different one. I'm telling you what, it's gonna, you're going to pass out. It's, it's physically, excuse me, it's physically exhausting in that situation to think, I'm going to do everything I can to remember all that. You can't do that. There is a comfort in truth. By the way, there's also, you know, there's also power. The Bible tells us, actually, when you find a good friend, the Bible gives a description of a good friend. The Bible says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but bitter are the kisses of an enemy. Here's the point. A friend is someone who will be honest with you. Now, by the way, that's not telling you what you want to hear or saying that the way you're living in sin is okay. That's not a friend. The Bible says, bitter are the kisses of an enemy. So I can tell you what you want, and he calls that kisses. We can tell you what you want. Oh, you're okay. You're fine. But it's not truth. And sometimes truth hurts. That's why he says faithful. The wounds of a friend. A friend is going to be honest with you, and that's what you need to find. There's power in that. So we need someone, we need to understand the source of truth, the power of truth, and then we need to understand the need for truth. And the need for truth, one, to be honest with ourselves, honest with, because here's the thing. If I can ignore different aspects of the word of God, then I can say, I don't think there's a heaven. I don't think there's a hell. Do you know, you know how horrible it's going to be for somebody who has spent their entire life claiming that there is no God, claiming the Bible is fake, that the moment their life is over, that they wake up in a place called hell and there's nothing they can do to get out. No matter how many times, no matter how much they think they're right, when their life is over and they're in hell, they're going to find out very clearly they were wrong. And there's nothing they can do about it. That breaks my heart. You can get angry at people who say that today, but they don't realize what they're missing. The truth is there is a heaven, there is a hell, there is a Jesus, and we will answer to him one day. So I'd ask you, do you have that truth of salvation in your life? And may we recognize the power of that truth. Can I encourage you as Christians that may we strive not to be cruel? And we need to speak the truth in love, but we need to speak the truth. There's nothing greater that we can offer than truth. And may that be the first thing we can have. If we're living a lie, we can't ever follow anything with God because God knows our hearts. So may we strive to be honest, to be truthful, because we want to follow God, the God of truth, not Satan, the father of lies. Well, thanks for joining us again on this Monday. We really hope it's an encouragement and a challenge as we strive to be more like Christ. We hope it's a help, and we hope to join us again tomorrow.